I'm Lena Chohan, the founder of Rise IQ. We are a medical concierge company helping employees and their families with their health journeys, and we create strategies to build an inclusive workplace. Today's podcast is on women's health, but specifically periods. The reason I'm creating a series on periods is that I have found within workplace environments that if you have an issue such as endometriosis or polycystic ovaries, you simply have to carry on as normal and would be way too embarrassed to even mention it. I remember the days myself on the trading floor having polycystic ovaries and super heavy periods and many other side effects that I simply could not ever show. I just had to get on with it and pretend that nothing was wrong. And there were days when I stayed on my chair until everybody had left in fear of anything showing through my suit trousers. For centuries, there has been a stigma surrounding periods. Periods are still, in many cases, a taboo. So Moody Month is here to change that. Founded by Amy Thompson, Moody Month is a mood and hormone cycle tracker designed to help women better understand their bodies, filling the void of female-produced, female-focused technology. The tech company, built by women, for women, was created with the idea that our moods should not be suppressed or seen as taboo, therefore reclaiming what it is to be moody. So Amy, what led you to start Moody Month and where did this idea come from? So... It came from a very personal place, as most um, ideas do. (laughs) Basically, in 2016, my periods completely stopped. Um, And at the time, I didn't realize that this was mostly due to stress. I was very successful. I had a brilliant job. I was doing all the things that essentially in life mean that apparently you're winning uh, or smashing it. But ultimately, what I wasn't doing was giving myself enough rest. I was traveling a lot to the States. And what I was then aware of was the cortisol levels in my body were much, much higher. At the time, I didn't know, but that then led to my period stopping. What happened was obviously when something like your period stopping occurs, the first default is, oh my God, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Unplanned. (laughs) Then there was a more of a reality of, okay, well, if it's not that, what is it? It took me almost a year of going to doctors, experts, from nutritionists to academics to say what's going on, you know, really real fear mongering that went on within that time frame. You know, infertility is not something that is a nice thing to hear, but that was obviously one of the things that was discussed. And then basically I spent some money on a nutritionist and she put me back together by simply just helping me understand where my stress was coming from. And that actually there was a relationship between cortisol stress, which cortisol is a stress hormone, and your periods, because your hormones are essentially a barometer within your body. So when your body is oversaturated with stress and cortisol, it has an impact on your menstruation. But no one told me that. (laughs) It was bananas. I was like, how have I been able to build a business, have all this kind of career success? And no one told me that stress would have an implication on my physical and mental well-being so that's kind of where it came from but then it was really mad because in 2017 when I decided that I was going to tell the business I started and, and look at building something from a technology perspective in this space because ultimately what I found was it was pattern recognition that was really key it was about identifying the things that were causing me stress and then being able to address it and that's an algorithm But what was mad was just the amount of conversations I then had with other women and everyone had a story. And I was like, this is so much bigger than just building an app. This is a community. Like every woman should have the right to be able to talk about their experiences of their body and understand it from the perspective of their own personal patterns. 
So that was kind of where the idea and the kind of opportunity came from. But ultimately, it's it's not exclusive to any one woman. It's not actually even exclusive to women, but women do have this kind of cycle and their menstrual cycle is a barometer to help kind of organize, I guess, a way of starting to track and understand the kind of other implications that go on in your pattern in your life. Wow. Well, so you've actually built a solution for this, which is fantastic. And you've already explained what kind of warning signs, what are with the cortisol levels, but what other signs do our bodies give us that lead us to know? I mean, we are quite intuitive with the way we feel, I think. But what actually are the main warning signs that something is fundamentally wrong? So I always use the example of sleep. So everyone understands that when your sleep is disrupted, it's a really good indicator that something's not quite right. And when you don't get good sleep, you don't feel good. You know, it it has the kind of healing power and your menstruation and your menstrual cycle is exactly the same. The hormones that go into it, if they are disrupted, they cause other problems. The kind of symphony within your body is out of balance. So weight gain, weight loss, fatigue, extreme energy lows you naturally do have energy highs and lows within your menstrual cycle. The beginning of your cycle, you tend to have more energy because your oestrogen is higher. And then the end of your cycle towards bleed, your energy is lower. But if that energy is just consistently throughout the month low, that's a good indicator that something isn't quite right. But also, you know, food. So hunger, appetite, your metabolism is directly connected to your hormones. So if you're continually hungry and never like, fulfilling your appetite that's another indicator that something's not quite right um and the other thing is sleep as well you know if you are not sleeping well and you're not having a a kind of regular cycle that's another indicator that stuff's not quite right so it really is about understanding that your body is a rhythm and it has cycles and patterns and being able to listen and learn from them is your biggest asset knowing what the warning signs are are helpful but they're warning signs because they don't feel good. <laughs> so basically all these things are things that don't feel yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. when yeah. you like, when you don't have energy, you don't feel the best version of yourself. So that's the first thing to look for is how am I feeling in myself? Anxiety and stress are not just words, they're feelings. So being able to identify them are really important. I'm thinking about when I go into workplaces and when I mention women's health and we start talking about uh, periods, polycystic ovaries, menopause, um, I still, and all these wonderful, wonderful things that happen to us, I still get the feeling that there's a, almost people, sh- you can see their energy invert and it's almost, they shrink like they do not want to talk about it, which I, you know, wholeheartedly want them to just, let's just, you know, don't worry about it. It's fine. We're all going through this. We're all going through something, whether it's one specific change or another. But then on the other side, it's, I think we are becoming more culturally open to talking about periods, but more in relation to women's mental health and self-esteem. How would you open up the conversation within corporates, um, say when they've got 50, 60% of their workforce of women? How would you suggest that the culture shift starts to change? So I, th- I think we need to be very real about the fact that no one wants to talk about the fact that you bleed for five days. It's kind of gross. Yes, like, yeah. it's, not like <laughs> I mean, it's like when people go deep on like, you know, constipation and diarrhea and like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll talk about anything. Like, I'm not shy. But there's also like, you have to be respectful of like, you know, we are in a, a changing culture. Like, you know, the fact that these are all real things that happen to everyone, the irony that we're happy to talk about, you know, all these kind of very existential ideas, but actually the functions of the way in which our bodies work from day to day, we're like incredibly prudish about. But that's the that's the cultural reality. But 
what people do feel more comfortable talking about, as you said, is is the kind of mental health implications, you know, in menstruation, in gut health, all these things. It's not just about the function of these things. It's about how it makes you feel. If you yeah, are having yeah. issues in these areas, you are not going to be the most productive version of yourself. You know, however much, you know, sex drive, you know, everyone, you know, you'd like to say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like so energized. Then your sex drive goes. It's not because you're a bad person or you're not a human. It's because your body's focusing on something else. You know, there's a, there's a huge stigma around this idea of like talking about moods because people don't see them. They're not physical things. And yet you don't want to talk about the physical things either. So why don't we just start to marry the two together and see whether we can win there? Because <laughs> ultimately, yeah. See, see what we come up <laughs> with, they're yeah. Both they're both connected. Like you, you don't live in your thinking mind without a physical implication. Like if you're under a lot of stress, your body has a response. And that response for women more often than not is implicated around your sleep and around your cycle and around your metabolism. Because, and that means weight gain, irregular periods and a lack of sleep. So like, it's just connecting the dots between your body and your mind, really. But it's just fascinating to me because you do have to be mindful of, even if you might be a very open person in talking about anything and everything, some of the most prudish people that I meet are male doctors. And I just find because they want to know more, but because it's not their experience and they're trying to academically assess everything, they just throw all these big kind of like pharmaceutical solutions at you. And I just think, well, that's great. But if someone doesn't feel good in themselves, you're not listening, are you? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> like, you might have a pill for that. But if someone's not actually feeling good from the pill you're giving them, that's a problem. And then don't just give them another pill to try and solve that problem. problem like, let's yes, try and yeah. get to the root cause of yes. the, the reality. And no matter how academic and how much people are trying to you know, solve these problems with deep tech and AI analytics, why don't we just start with asking people how they feel and then go Definitely. from Definitely. I, mean, I could not agree more. So given that, what, what do you think our biggest misconceptions are about periods and women's menstrual and intimate health in general? Because I always draw a blank when it comes to, I'm going through the menopause myself. So for me, finding information initially and even being able to speak about it was quite was quite a minefield because no one really knew and it's even less talked about than periods and it made me realize that gosh actually you know we have all this information on our fingertips but we just don't know how to assimilate it put it together and make it work for us so my, my biggest thing with this is patterns the thing that we've relied on yeah so what we've relied on is someone else knowing more about our body than us that's what we use doctors to do We've never been given or empowered to really try and listen to our patterns. The fact that menopause, menstruation, you know, we know the basics. We know, like, on average, this is what happens. But everybody is slightly different. Like, you can know that you're going through it, but your experience, both mentally and physically, is different to your best friend who's going through it at exactly the same moment. And so what we can do is we can say, right, these are the chapters of our lives that we go through. So from pre-puberty, puberty, fertility, menopause, but the nuance of that experience, we're, we're desperately trying to find answers. But what we're not doing is, is tracking it and listening to our own pattern. And then what we're building with Moody is then being able to extrapolate information and insights which come from those patterns so if you're a woman that's going through menopause and temperature is your biggest fluctuation how regularly is your temperature fluctuating you know I use this as an example because it's the same for menstruation moody had to start somewhere 
I love the fact that what we want to build is, you know, a technology company for all women. But we had to focus on a, a slightly younger audience because actually menstruation and that younger audience is a much quicker and much kind of easier way of us educating through technology because the audience is digitally native already. Agreed. You know, yes. it's exactly the same thing. You know, if you think about all these different phases that you've been through, if you look back at your experience of puberty, if you look back at your experience of, you know, if you had kids, pregnancy, it's all about patterns. Menopause is exactly the same thing. You know, menopause is about trusting yourself, not feeling guilty and just listening for a little while to be able to identify, okay, yes, those patterns change sometimes day to day, week to week, but just knowing that you're in a cycle and that knowing you're in a pattern has some level of relief. You know, the ultimate goal is to try and identify when that you know when the symptoms are going to end because <laughs> most of us that we're dealing with yes please help <laughs> yeah I was going to say that I actually felt um I, I'm a user of the moody app and I've definitely found that logging my moody moments did establish a pattern and that was actually super useful for me even going into the perimenopausal state that it helped me identify okay how come for the last 12 months of using the app I'm feeling like this on certain days and then bosh it just completely goes out of whack and then you realize you you actually factually realize something is going wrong or something is going on so I would uh, urge you all to download this uh, app it's absolutely fantastic as you know because you've been an important part of the discovery phase of this but like we are in a really early stage of the app you know in theory we did we did beta launches like pre-march but you know we launched the first version the proper version of the app really in March of this year and even that is very early like we're still in this kind of iterative growth stage um, and what I'm very excited about is now starting to really improve within the app the areas where we see the biggest value and that's all around this idea of pattern recognition and I think the menstruation is one cycle but there's so many other ways in which we can kind of build technology for women which helps them understand all the cycles that they go through in life and that's really the vision and mission but ultimately yeah we're, we're early and it's exciting and so I also urge people because sometimes people are like oh well what why isn't doing this for me or this for me and I'm like oh we want it we want to do it all we want to be like the kind of all-encompassing solution platform but you know it's been really underrepresented for such a long time you know we were only really able to start this business because we could raise capital in 2017 2018 um we wouldn't have been able to raise capital for a business like this five years ago like no way and so, yeah, so, you know, culturally, yes, the conversation changing, but that also means that suddenly businesses that have, should have existed 20 years or 30 years ago when technology was in its first digital space are now suddenly being built, which is great, but it's also, you know, it means that we're a little bit behind <laughs> technology. You know, driverless cars are really exciting, but, you know, the fact that women still don't understand the patterns of their lives is probably a first port of call before we start, it's you know. comedic, actually, when you give it, when you give that example, it's it's comedic. I cannot wait to see how a moody month evolves. I really cannot. I think it's just, it's a fantastic idea. It's what we all need. You know, you're so right in starting a younger generation because they are digitally very apt and very willing to use technology. But Amy, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. It's been fantastic as always and very informative speaking with you. Yeah, just thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Absolute pleasure.